Hi, everybody. Hope all's well with you, wherever these words are finding you. I also hope that uh, you're as encouraged as I am every time we do these devotionals. Uh, I guess I'm pretty much a broken record at this point, but I feel like the wind of God's presence is at my back, uh, learning from him and, and knowing that you all are with me in this journey. Let's take a moment to thank God and to prepare our hearts to engage with him today. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the gift that you've given us, uh, the gift of the Bible, the freedom to live in a place where we can read it without harm, uh, the technology to do it together, and your spirit to unite us in faith in this moment. Now, Lord, we, we give you our attention in response to all that you've given us. We give you our hearts. We, we open ourselves up to you and we trust you to love us and to teach us and to lead us to a great and a deeper life. And we do it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today we're going to read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Yesterday, we read that powerful passage from John's gospel in which he told of Jesus' coming to earth. With dramatic imagery, he made the extraordinary claim that the man who he had touched and talked with, the, the person who he had lived with up close was God in skin. In the, in the Message Bible, uh, the translation goes like this. God put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. 
Today we heard Luke's account of the coming of Jesus. Like so many passages of scripture, there is a ton to see here. We could get at least a week's worth of devotionals out of this one passage. But today I want to focus on something that I've only come to see in the last year or so of my life. And it requires that we uh, look between the lines, so to speak, of the text. Do you remember how I've encouraged us to read immersively when we're reading the Bible, to, to soak in the text, to choose a character in the passage and experience the events from their perspective? The last time that I did that with this passage, I realized something that I had been missing, uh, something that's completely obvious to me now. Luke was the writer of this account, but he wasn't a witness. In chapter one of Luke, he begins his account of Jesus by writing that he himself carefully investigated everything about Jesus from the beginning so that you, so that the readers may know the certainty of the things that they've been taught. It's as if Luke was a reporter who had done his investigative research and his gospel was his front page feature based on what he'd found. None of Jesus' disciples knew him until three decades after this moment that we just read about today. There were no witnesses to the birth of Jesus except for Mary and Jesus' father, Joseph. And history tells us that Joseph died sometime before Jesus' earthly ministry began. Have you ever been up close to a fireworks display? Maybe even sat right underneath one? On one hand, it's absolutely spectacular, right? Because it feels like you're in the middle of all these incredible lights and colors. And yet at the same time, it can be deafening, can it? Depending on your threshold for noise and activity, it can it can actually become too much. I, I think that's what this moment was like for Mary. Uh, from a long distance journey uh, to being a teenager giving birth to angels appearing out of nowhere to share messages from heaven to a bunch of blue collar guys who tore through town, waking up everyone in search of a baby, who, who burst in on mom and dad and baby, then who tore back through town telling everyone that God's Savior had come. This passage is an explosion of God's activity that's associated with the birth of Jesus. So much was happening. Heaven was exploding into the world. And there was Mary in the middle of it all. Surely Luke's story as we read it is Mary's story. Surely that's the only thing that makes sense, right? And if that's the only thing that makes sense, then I think there's something very important that we have to grasp. Mary told Luke that in the middle of the craziness that was her life, she pressed pause, took everything in as best she could, and as verse 19 says, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Somehow, after all she'd been through, Jesus was in her arms, and she was intentional about understanding the significance of this moment and what God was doing in the world around her. I wonder, if we're honest, how many of us do this? 
I know that your life is crazy. I know this because everyone's life is crazy these days, isn't it? I mean, everyone is just ridiculously busy all the time. Everyone has either a hundred things to do or a hundred fires to put out. It, it's just the reality of the world that we live in. But here's the thing. You will miss God if you never take time to treasure up what he's doing and like Mary, ponder in your heart what all of it means. And I know that none of us want that. We all want God. We all want to be close to him. We want to enjoy him and we want to know that he enjoys us. I think the problem for many of us, maybe most of us, is that we're just not intentional about doing that. We hope it will happen, but so often we fail to organize our lives around it. Mary shows us the way in this passage today. Her life was crazy. It was flat out insane, right? But she had built a habit of looking for God, of stepping back when, when everything else was crazy, even when she was the center of activity, of observing what was happening in her life and reflecting on what God was revealing to her. Let's be like Mary. Let's stop worrying how to manage the crazy because honestly, the crazy is not going away. Instead, let's focus on being intentional about looking for God. Let's find a time every day to think about what's going on in our lives and where God may be moving. And if we ever feel like we can't answer that question, that we're, we're too disoriented to find him, Let's remember that he made himself visible to each one of us in his son. In Jesus, God cannot be missed. And just like Mary, Jesus is giving each of us the opportunity to get wrapped up in the greatest story of all. God's plan to rescue his people and redeem the world. Let's pray together. Lord, we're both challenged and built up by today's reading. Uh, forgive us for all the things that we allow to distract ourselves away from who you are and what you're doing. Um, it's, the, it's the sad reality that many of us cause our own craziness and miss out on life with you. We ask that you would free us from the need to do everything and help us to, to simply focus on the things that matter. Uh, help, us to, help us to press pause, to uh, regularly observe and reflect on Jesus and all that you have accomplished for us in him. We believe, God, that you hear us and that you answer us in accordance with the character and identity of Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.